This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. For general 98.7 ESPN contest rules, visit ESPNNewYork.com slash contests. WEPN-FM, New York, a good karma brand's radio station. This is ESPN New York Tonight. With Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. I know it sounds crazy to say mm-hmm. with the, the, all these gut punches, but there were a lot of positives to come out of that game on Monday night. Not just yeah. the win, but the defense looked great. Brees Hall, he looked like he was at 110%. He was yeah. absolutely sensational. And it just kind of circles back to the fact of, man, if they had just had Rodgers at, at good, not even great Rodgers, just good yeah. Rodgers with all this other talent around them, this thing could have really fired well. So now it's about Zach Wilson. That's the plan that they have put forth. And we're going to know, Larry, if it's going to work right away. Cowboys, Patriots, Chiefs. Yeah. Good luck. Good luck. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Hour number two, Tuesday night edition of the show. Thanks for joining us at 1-800-919-3776. We'll continue the conversation on our local football teams this hour. Plus, I can't wait. Gordon, have you been in the lab? I mean, I'm sure you had to feed some new information into the Yes, computer. the algorithm is back at work. Uh, do you want the results of it now? I've run a thousands and thousands of simulations for a new estimate for the Jets this season. Yes. I can give it to you now if you want it. No, we'll hold off on it. Hold off on it. All we'll right. hold off on it. Tease we'll, on we'll, it. Tease yeah, we'll hold off on it. We'll, we'll, gotcha. we'll get in a little, a little bit later. Get mm-hmm. a little bit later. Set some phone calls. 1-800-919-3776. Tom's in Lindenhurst. What's up, Tom? How you doing, Larry? Thanks for taking the call. Listen, uh, in the post-game of the Giants' catastrophe, Carl Banks made a telling statement, said that now that the offensive line showed that they can't pass protect, <laughs> teams going against the Giants are going to be licking their chops trying to get to the quarterback. I mean, that's something they're not going to forget, and they're going to, you know, try to rush them as much as they can. Uh, You know, it's just not a good thing to start with. It's like a situation where the team is a fumbling-type team. team, You know, the team that plays against them is going to be going for the ball all the time. Not that the Giants are that, but I'm just saying they can't pass protect right now, so it's going to be – I don't know how they're going to improve at this point in time. I also mentioned to your screener – it probably, you know, it has nothing to do with anything. But if you remember, closing out the first half, the Giants had the ball around midfield, and there didn't seem to be any sense of urgency. Yes, I know they were down 26 points, and chances are they weren't going to come back. And since they're around midfield, they probably weren't going to score any points on that possession anyway. But I just didn't like the way it came off, where there was no sense of urgency. They weren't going. They were just taking their time getting to the line of scrimmage, and I'm saying to myself, they're not going to get this playoff, and they mm. did not. And as a result, because they were down 26 and they didn't get the playoff, they got booed off the field, which they should have done. Now I know they weren't going to score 26 points probably and come back, but it's just a bad optic. You know what I'm saying, Larry? Yeah. It's something. It's that's inexcusable. I tell you what, Tom, and thanks for the phone call. For me, Gordon, I tell you what was almost a worse optic. That they that uh, Brian Dabo kept Daniel Jones on the field late in the fourth quarter in that uh, game. I, I, I don't I don't why? know what he was thinking. I mean, why? 
I have no idea what he was thinking. And as bad a night as that was, and it was one of the bad nights the Giants have had for a very long time, it could have got a whole lot worse if Daniel Jones would not have gotten up from one of those hits. And he was basically on a silver platter back there. He was getting hit a lot. He was getting sacked a lot. And and you saw the clip, I'm sure, of, of Chris Collinsworth saying, well, I like this, that he's, he's out there and I'm going to take the hits. I'm not going to run from it. And then mm-hmm. two seconds later, he's getting absolutely manhandled in the backfield. So, yeah, that was, that was a disaster. And how about the best stat I've ever heard? Mm-hmm. That the Giants lost by 40, lost the sack b- battle by 7, lost the turnover battle 3-0, had a field goal blocked and returned for a touchdown and threw a, a pick 6. They had all of that in one game. Nobody had ever had that all happen to them in a season. Mm-hmm. No team had had that happen to them in a full season, and the Giants had it happen to them in one game. Nowhere to go but up. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's nowhere to go that's but up. That's true. That, that's, that's as bad as it gets, Gordon. That, that, is, that is what coaches say we failed in every phase of the game. Every no phase question. of the game they failed. It was, it, it, it was not quite as sh- – it was shocking, but for a different reason than last night. You know what I mean, Gordon? It was mm-hmm. shocking for – because remember – Okay, uh, we were talking about this was a the Giants got to win this game, sends a different tone, it's your division winner. Okay, so Gordon, even if you lose the game, you know, you lose 2017, okay, you know, a play here or there, you know, you get them back. And de- I mean, Gordon, it's not even close. They don't, yeah, they didn't belong we, in the same field. We, it seems like that, forget about closing the gap, the gap has never been wider. Yeah, uh, I mean, it felt like, woof, they, they did not, you're right, they did not belong on the same field. Now, I think that they, they played poorly. Yes. But they also had some things, the, the play with Saquon, the ball just pops out, goes right to the, they had Wasn't a lot of night. freaky things where it was just that, not their night. But it was not a great sign. And, and what a contrast from a year ago. Week one a year ago, Giants yeah. had this amazing win. They're running That's off right. the field, toast of the town. How did they do it? Yep. And and this year it's like why did they do it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what did they do? I don't know, but uh, it's got to tell you Gordon, got to win th- this week. They were so dominated, it looks like they weren't even prepared to play. And every time you thought to yourself, well, it can't get any worse than this. It, it got worse. Every time you thought all the way throughout the game. Usually it's stable. All right, they're down by what was it? 26 nothing at halftime. All right, they'll mm-hmm. score a touchdown, narrow the gap a little bit. No. Nothing, nothing went well for the Giants in that game. Nothing at all. Eric's in Brooklyn. What's up, Eric? Hey, what's up, guys? Um, I had a quick name to throw out. Actually, two quick names. One I heard from Bart Scott earlier on Barton Hahn. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, a, and a quick thing to say about the Giants, because I'm a Giants fan. But two names okay. for the Jets quarterback. Okay. Um Matt Ryan, I saw something earlier today that he actually, even though he's in the booth, he hasn't actually filed his retirement papers with the NFL. Uh, so I, I think he still might want to play. And I think that might be, if you're talking Flacco, I mean, I think Ryan's definitely a better option than Flacco at this point. Um, Gordon's a better option than Flacco. <laughs> Who was the other one, Eric? Uh, Bart Scott said something about Stafford. Maybe kick the yeah. tires on Stafford, see if you can get him for a year, and then dump him off if Rodgers is coming back. Uh, you know, because the Rams probably aren't going anywhere. Well, 
Yeah, and we had the same thing, Eric. Thanks for the phone call. Mike Tannenbaum mentioned that too in the cut that we played earlier. See, Gordon, it, that's more draft capital. You have to give up more stuff to get Matthew Stafford. Uh, yeah, but I, I mean, you're here. It's one you you won the week, right? I mean, yeah. you got this team now, and 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 it looks like it's ready to win now. But there's a glaring hole missing. So if it means you have to give up a, you're not going to use the first round pick to Green Bay. No. Now, I don't think, again, do I think that the Rams would take a trade for Matt Stafford? No, I don't. Mm -hmm. I think that they're probably thinking to themselves, oh, you know, Cooper Cup's coming back in a couple of weeks. Yeah. That coach, he, he, they had a really bad year last year. He doesn't want to have another bad year this year. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I don't think, but yeah, I think you have to make that call and you have well, you to do. be willing to give up whatever. You have to have that conversation, I think. Well, you do. <laughs> I agree with you. I, yeah. and, and listen, they're looking for draft choices because they don't have a lot. They have none. <laughs> they have none. So they are looking for draft choices. So, you know, I mean, yeah. I, but once again, Gordon, are they going to make that move? Because if he comes here, Zach Wilson's not playing? No. That's Zach Wilson why, is I, not playing. Matthew Stafford comes here, Zach Wilson's not playing. No, of course not. And that's okay. But they seem, <laughs> they seem to be like, hey, we're, go we're going down with the ship. And, yeah. and maybe that means that they're not going down with the ship. Maybe the ship, there's the new, uh, a new expectation because this happened and, oh, we'll just look at it as a freaky thing and you can't judge them on a freaky thing. I, I don't know. But the, the, to think that there's a professional organization that just watched last year's season get blown up because the quarterback can't play. Yeah. And now they're going to stick with that quarterback again this year. Because, yep. well, there's no other options. No, there's other options. You at least have to investigate them. They do. And I think they will. Now, the question is going to be, how deeply are they going to investigate? Are they willing to give up draft choices? I would think they would be. Gordon, I would think so. If, I don't because, think that they are. Because, I mean, you know, I get the free agent folks. I get that that's the first. You know, we know these are the free agent guys. Okay, we get it. But we, we need to look at some other people to make that next step because, I mean, Gordon, let's face it. Your season could be over with the, after these first five or six weeks. It could it, be. It, it, could, it could be over even before this injury. I mean, the, the, the run of games you have coming up here are, are difficult games. Yeah. And, and I'm sorry. I don't want to – look, if they decide to go with Zach Wilson, fine. But that's on them. Yeah. So you can't tell me, well, what were we supposed to do? We only had Zach. No, you're making a decision to stick with Zach Wilson when I'm not saying that there's this great multitude of options out there, but it doesn't even seem like they're willing to investigate those other options because, well, we'll have to give up our first round pick. No, I think Who they, cares? Yeah, I think they are. I still think they, they have to, Gordon. They have to. I mean, listen, he was better in some situations. There were a couple of throws that he made. But, Gordon, if you listen to the Manning cast last night, I mean, Peyton was just like, oh, and, of course, you're going to run backwards. How many times have we been talking about him running backwards, Zach Wilson? He, uh, you're you know, screaming at the TV. I don't even like the Jets. I'm screaming at the TV. Throw it away. Exactly. And the biggest issue, and I don't know, and I know that coaches and other quarterbacks and video will tell you, Gordon, he is still staring receivers down. This is what, you're three, four? You're not supposed to be staring receivers down, Gordon. Not now. There was a play last night where I was, I was screaming at my wife. 
t- telling him, I was screaming it, I'm screaming at him, and she's like, Why are you yelling? I said, I'll tell you why I'm yelling. Because <laughs> look, look at this guy. Look, here, here, here I pause. I'm, I'm, all I needed, Gordon, was a telestrator. So I'm pausing. I'm like, All right, here he's looking at this receiver. See, he's just staring at him. That safety comes off the receiver because he sees Wilson staring at the other receiver. I said, All he's got to do now, he sees that guy coming over, turn and throw to the open guy. He's wide open. Gordon, all he had to do was wave. He was so far open because the, res- the defender moved off. That's the issue. That's the biggest issue. I Listen, I'm no quarterback, nor did I play one at the Holiday Inn last night. But Gordon, I've watched enough football to know that you can't predetermine and stare where you go because secondaries read the quarterback's eyes. They've been doing it forever and ever and ever. That there's never Has there ever been a win that has been more damaging to an organization than when the Jets beat the Rams and didn't get that number one, the, the number yeah. one overall pick. I, yeah. I mean, has there ever been a greater drop-off between pick one and pick two? Whoo, boy. And just one game. Do you lose that game, you get the number one pick. You have Trevor Lawrence. And, and think about all the time we would have saved ourselves, all the different th- – oh, my gosh. And yeah. it's only been three years. I know. I know. Man. And even the coaching staff we had was better than Urban Meyer. He might have been successful this first year. <laughs> right. Imagine how good Trevor Lawrence would be if they didn't have Urban Meyer for a year. Oh, my gosh. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Well, we got into one of those games as the game went on where we were throwing the ball and they knew we had to throw the ball. We're down a bunch. Um, have to look at the tape for some of the stuff. Um, but, you know, obviously it wasn't good enough. No area was good enough tonight, you know, from protection to coaching to running to tackling, whatever it may be, you name it, uh, wasn't good enough. That's Brian Dable on not being able to defend and help out Daniel Jones in that Sunday loss. Hardest thing in Damer on ESPN New York tonight. So, Coach, did you think about, you know, taking Jones out, like in the fourth quarter? No. No, I was going to let him see it through there just until that last series. Try to get something positive going, Dan. We didn't have much going. Just wanted to try to get a, you know, a positive drive and, and try to punch the ball into the end zone. But that didn't happen. <laughs> Sorry, Gordon. I know he, had to, he has to watch the tape. You got to check that out. Sometimes what you watch positivity, the tape. It's very different. What positivity? Okay, forty to seven. Make you feel better. Mm-hmm. Does does that? I mean, you know. Oh sure. Feel it's a whole world difference. Forty well, to me, seven. Harvey, as a Giant fan, if they punched it in late and it's forty to seven, do you feel better? Oh, she yeah, sure. <laughs> forty to seven, no shutout in the rain. Something positive you can carry for next week. Absolutely. Ugh. Yeah. Come on. I mean, it only took going down 40 or nothing to ha- for it to happen. Of course. Exactly. I mean, well, look, coach, coaches say what they say, Gordon. You know, sometimes I just, I just, you know, it makes me raise my eyebrow. That's all. It makes me raise my eyebrow. Back to the phones we go. Bruce is in Flushing. Hey, Bruce. Hey, guys. How are you doing today? Hey, Bruce. Hi, Gordon. Uh, Larry, a um, couple, two or three points about the Giants, if I can. Justin Pugh is a free agent. He said he's two or three weeks away, but he's interested in re-signing with the Giants. He said he's interested with other teams. He can either play guard 
or in a pinch play tackle, I think if I'm the Giants, I have to try and sign him. In addition to that, they're going to have to maybe expand some draft capital to try and bring in some offensive linemen who can block. Before the preseason was over, I kept telling people, the guards are a problem on this giant offensive line, and they proved me right. So they're going to have to replace those guards, and those are the two ways I was thinking about it. Uh, I want to get your opinion about that, and then I have a question about the center. Well, Bruce, look, there's no question that they need help on the offensive line, but, uh, you know, the guard play was not great. Evan Neal was not good either. I mean, that tackle situation was not good, Gordon. I mean, he was – and we knew it. And Jordan Runon had mentioned it. He said, you know, if I were Dallas, I'd line Michael Parsons right up opposite <laughs> Evan Neal. And, Gordon, that's what they did, you know. Mm-hmm. And they just they just kept going and kept going. And, and it was – yeah, the Giants need more help in the offensive line. There's no question. Now, now I don't think they're going to face a defense – look, Arizona's defense is not going to test no. them the way Dallas's defense is. So, did. So, listen – it won't be as bad this week, but you know San Francisco's next, so you need something else to try to stabilize that line. Yeah, I would be on the phone to guys who played for us before, guys who haven't played. For, anybody you think can help right now would be. But again, it, if that game is indicative of what it's going to look like, they got they need a lot of help. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good. No, look, but I mean, again, we do overblow week one. Yeah, uh, I don't think that the Giants are that bad. I agree. So I, I think that you go out to you go against Arizona, you get a win there, and then you'll feel a little bit better about yourself. Uh-huh. And and we'll see how things go. I I think the Giants' main problem is a talent problem. Right. So when they go up against the most talented teams in the sport, they're not uh-huh. going to measure up. They're not going to measure up against Dallas. They're not going to measure up against Philly. They're not going to measure up against the Niners. But there's enough games on the schedule where the talent discrepancy, I don't think, is as large. And I think it's more about can you measure up against those teams? Yeah. It just hurts that two of those teams are in your division. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, That's the, the idea you. that you, you're closing the gap, again, it's a long season, maybe – and guys do progress. We saw that last year with Daniel Jones. The Daniel Jones to start the season wasn't the same Daniel Jones at the end right. of the season. So hopefully the Evan Neal to start this year mm-hmm. isn't the end. Because uh, if, if the Evan Neal at the end of the season looks like this Evan Neal, well, then you got a bust on your hands. Yep, you're right. Brian's in Staten Island. What's up, Brian? Hey, how you guys doing tonight? Hey, Brian. Hello? Yeah, we got you. How you doing? How you doing? We're good. What you got? Um... There's just two things. Uh, I'm a Giants fan, and Dable's an idiot for keeping these guys in the game. Um, but more I call it about Rodgers. Like, if I'm Salah, what, after the game, what else can you really say about Wilson? You can't really say, oh, I'm looking for free agents immediately. He's got to say the right things to, if they can't find a quarterback, that's an upgrade. Would it, you know, that, that sends the wrong message to Wilson, to the team. I'm sure they're looking for quarterbacks. You have to be looking for quarterbacks. It's just who you're going to get them. Free agency's terrible. Yeah, they're probably going to have to make a move, Brian. Thanks for the phone call for a trade to draft. But, you know, no, I hear what you're saying. It's not so much Salah in the sense of, well, he's our quarterback. Well, you know, yeah, I get that's what he's supposed to say. And Gordon probably after, you know, not backing him last year with all the T-shirts for Mike White, maybe he feels he's got to go a different way. 
you know, based on what the team is based on this year, right? You've seen uh, Aaron Rodgers come in, put his arms around Makai Becton and the issues that they had before. So it looks like they're trying to be a little closer in the team, and maybe he is, you know, second-guessing and taking a different tack. But I assure you, Joe Douglas is on the phones trying to find a, another quarterback to come in here because, as I mentioned before, and Rich Samini, you know, agreed, Zach Wilson has not been healthy the years that he's been here. He's been hurt too. And when you have a guy who doesn't want to throw the football away, Gordon, who hangs around the pocket and holds on to the ball too long like he does, I hate to say it, but he risks the chances of getting hurt. So you have to have another veteran backup to be on this team, and that's what they're going to look for. And, yes, Samini is right. We said it before. Many of the callers said it. They should have had somebody in here anyway. In yeah. case Rodgers got hurt, they should have had somebody in here anyway. Even if you're saying Zach is number two, you still needed to have somebody in here anyway. Well, it's not really about what Salas said. It's about what the Jets are going to do. And it seems like from people that cover the team and people who are insiders in the NFL, it seems like their targets are much more of the lines of, of Joe Flacco and Carson Wentz. And to me, that's a mistake. They should be trying to go out there and find, find somebody who can simply come in here and be a game manager. Somebody who's maybe not that great, but can just kind of manage the game and not turn the football over, and you would have a real shot given with what you think this defense is and what some of the skill positions are. 1-800-919-3776. Gordon and I will continue the conversation. Plus, I'm really curious to see what this algorithm has adjusted to now that it's been fed uh, – Bad Fresh Achilles. information, Larry. The, the algorithm is only as good as the information, Larry. Okay. Well, now that it, it knows that there's no Aaron Rodgers, mm -hmm. I want to see if it, if it made the adjustment like Vegas did. We'll find that out next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Before this injury ever happened, he is very inclined to stay in retirement. I don't have any reason to believe otherwise. You know, when we did talk about teams back then, New York made a lot of sense. He had a place there. I think he still rents a place there. And, and Jack, his son, lives there, which is very important to him from a family perspective. I think it'd be very complicated with his ownership stake with the Raiders. To be a player and an owner at the same time, you got to have 24 owners voting that it's okay. And I have no reason to believe he is necessarily interested anyway. Jeff Darlington on McAfee today, talking about the possibility of, uh, you know, Mr. Brady coming to Mr. Rogers' neighborhood to help out while Mr. Rogers is nursing his Achilles here on 98.7 ESPN. It's highly unlikely. Yes. He mentioned the roadblocks, I, I'm sure. Uh, and he was just uh, this past week, the opening week, he was up in New England, right? Yes. And celebrated there. He's sitting next mm -hmm. to Robert Kraft and all. Yeah. But you still got to make the call. I don't care oh, yeah. how unlikely it is. Yeah, I'm sure. They, I'm sure. I'm sure Woody will say. Reach out listen, to somebody. Listen, and can I be honest with you? Brady would like nothing better to stick it to Bill Belichick. Oh my! And 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 look, <laughs> he's a an uber competitive guy. You're he telling is. me that there's no part of Tom Brady who saw the the Jets' defensive performance on, on Monday night mm -hmm. and sees a player like Garrett Wilson and a player like Brees Hall and thinks to himself, "My legacy is already this." And if I could add another, I mean, you're telling me there's no part of him that that competitive nature is now gone because he's he's a part owner of the Raiders. 
The only thing I would say is that he would probably demand that you do something with your offensive line before he came. Because, you know, he doesn't like to be touched. I get Not that. like a lot of quarterbacks. I get that. But, you know, I'm, so that again, would be, I'm not that telling would be the you it's easy. Block. But that, if I was li- coming up with a list, Larry, okay, mm-hmm. this has happened. It's a disaster. What, what, what's my next step? That's the first guy that I'm re- – yeah. somehow I'm reaching out to his people to see. And when he tells me no, okay, fine. Then I move mm-hmm. on to number two. But that's where yep. the, li- the list starts. Yeah. Anthony's in Huntington. Hey, Anthony, you're next on 98.7. Hey, how you guys doing tonight? Hey, Anthony. Yeah, uh, I was curious. Um, given all the talk of Brady, Matt Ryan, all that, you know, guys who are a little older and out of the league, why uh, why is there no talk about the Jets getting uh, Trey Lance for a fourth-round pick or something of the sort? Because Trey Lance is a complete mystery and a complete project. The Jets don't need a right, pro- the Jets need a caretaker. The Jets need somebody who is like the the reliable veteran guy who can just come in here and run the offense and manage the game. That's not Trey Lance. They already have a project. But but, but Kyle Shanahan has already proven that you know he can make mistakes. He's not perfect. It may not just have been Trey Lance's ability. And why not try and turn him into a game changer? For, you know, but you, what, you don't what, have the time. What, what? You don't have training. It's it's too much of a mystery. I mean, it's a very good chance Thanks, that Anthony. Trey Lance is going to be a bust. You that's not the you don't need the high ceiling guy. You need the mm-hmm. guy who has a safe floor. That's yeah. who you need. Yeah, that's right. Because you got a guy now who has an unsafe floor. Right. And you and you, you already you said it, Larry. You already got that guy. Yeah, you already have him. Zach Wilson can he can throw the ball this way. He's on the run. He's doing this. He's doing that. But. You never know what's going to turn. Sometimes there's plays where you're like, wow, that was amazing. And then it's like, oh, my God, what was that? Yeah. And yeah. Sometimes they come right after each other. Unfortunately, they do. Unfortunately, they do. See, that's the biggest thing is, see, my interpretation of turning the corner for Zach Wilson is, can he string a series of plays, Gordon, a series of drives where you get points out of That's For me, that's turning the corner. Okay, when you can – I mean, the drive that he hit Lazard with, the drive that he hit, pushed it, got the first down on fourth down, the drive that he hit Garrett Wilson, that's what I, when I see drives like that where you put plays together and you do it on a couple of drives, not every drive, I'm not saying he's, he, I'm not, I don't expect him to be Patrick Mahomes, but I need to see, that's what I'm looking for from him. Yeah, I know there's going to be mistakes. I get it. He's not perfect. I understand that. But that's what I need to see. Can I get a couple of drives where, I got the feeling is, you know what? I don't know if this team's going to score because ultimately for this Jet team to get to where they have to go, and I'm sure they still, look, they're still trying to go to the playoffs. I get it. But for him to be that guy that's driving the offense, then I got to be confident that this is a guy that can give me Gordon 23, 24 points a game. I have no confidence that he can give me 24 points a game right now. None. No. I mean, look what they did to score last night. Yeah. Well, you know, the Jets are saying publicly he's our guy and we trust him based on what their actual actions were in that game last night. They do not trust him. Right. Because <laughs> they were not letting him do anything to mess it up. And they shouldn't. No. How could you blame him, right? How could you blame him? <laughs> they I, I, shouldn't. No, I don't blame him at all. You know, and the special – and here, Gordon, this was the perfect oppor- – this is the perfect excuse. Well, he wasn't prepared to play. So, you know, we he wasn't expecting to be on the field last night. So mm-hmm. we just did – you know, we put some stuff together. What we'll see – and listen, they're not going to expect him to throw the ball over the yard in Dallas either. 
Nope. He's going to have a limited amount of passing plays. This is going to be, and listen, it's going to be tough because we saw what happened last year, Gordon. People stacked the box. We dare you to run. You run, you can't run. We dare you to let him put the ball up in the air. And that's what it's going to be. And you have safeties in the box, a safety in the box. It's going to be 9, 10 in the box. And he's got to find a way to get the ball down the field. It's going to be interesting. But I will say this. I have more confidence that Nathaniel Hackett can do something offensively than LaFleur did the past two seasons with him. I think that Hackett has the, you know, the experience where he could find something to move, whether you roll him out, whether you do some things that he can at least make him manageable. Where I think the floor, because I can't trust the floor, because the floor didn't want to run the football. At least no. I know Hackett will run the football. Well, we talk about the floor. The, the 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 bar is low for trust in the offensive coordinator. <laughs> yeah. When the offensive coordinator finds out that they threw the ball this many times and says it makes him want to throw up, and then two weeks later they go out and throw the ball that many times again. Maybe more. It might have been more. I don't remember. <laughs> I think it was more. It might have been more. I tell you, boys. Peyton Manning's always got something to say about the Jets. Yeah, 40, 70, 70 times or something like that. Well, 50 times or something. I mean, stop. That's why I want to know. With all due respect, thank you, Joe Flacco. I appreciate it. He is not. I wouldn't even allow him in the state of New Jersey. No, that can't be the that can't be the guy. Can't be. You're just bringing can't back the same fun. group from last year. Can't be. And really, the guy that you probably want more than the other ones is, is Mike White. That's right. Ugh. Sam's in Brooklyn. What's up, Sam? Hey, what's up, big guy? Listen, uh, so the QB situation. I am, I got three options. Uh, trade for Huntley for Baltimore. Maybe what's the possibility of bringing back Mike White? And last but not least, which I still believe he has a lot in his tank, but we just got to get We could get him over here. Uh, pull Phillip Rivers out of retirement. You think it's possible? I mean, well, out of the three, I mean, why not? What do we got to lose? I don't believe in Zach Wilson. I don't think he's going to be the guy to go to for the rest of the year, man. I think we're going to be stressed out over this guy. This guy's going to give us high blood pressure. Uh, we got those great running backs in the backfield. Come on. we. I, I don't think this guy can even manage the ball, man. I don't know. I don't trust him. I don't believe in him. And I don't want to be uh, stressed through throughout the whole season. I hear you, Sam. Sam, you're going to be stressed throughout the season anyway. Thanks for the phone call. Uh, because you just don't know. Now, the, the, the certainty – of great quarterback play that you were expecting, Gordon, that went out the window after four plays last night. Okay, so you're going to be stressed because you don't know what you're going to get. You just don't know. And and that's going to really depend on what quarterback you bring in here to back up. Uh, I I don't think that Phillip Rivers has, has any desire to come back. And uh, you can reach out to him, but I, I wouldn't want him. He hasn't played in two years. You know, so I don't think, I don't think he's the answer. Uh, Mike White. Uh, he's not no, going. No, no, not getting him. You know, he's. Uh, I don't know that you really want him anyway. But I, I I'm no, talking about somebody who just comes in and, and just manage um, Jacoby Brissett, somebody yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Or you Teddy know? Bridgewater, like you mentioned, somebody who Teddy can... Bridgewater. Where is Teddy Bridgewater now? I don't know where he is. He's bounced around quite a bit. He's you know, in the Detroit. guy that Thanks, I, I would, the guy that I thought would be kind of of good was was Andy Dalton. That kind mm-hmm. of guy, you know, a little bit older, Red not going to beat you down the, the field with the pass, but he'll be able to kind of manage the game mm-hmm. and just not kill you. That's what you're right. looking for. Just don't kill me. 
Right. Colt McCoy? Does that ring your bell at all? Uh, that's lower down on the list. I'd rather have mm-hmm. Brissett or Andy Dalton at that point. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, let's go to Alex and Tenafly. You're next on 98.7. Hey, Larry. Good evening. How are you doing? Alex, we're doing great. What do you have for us? Oh, uh, it's like I'm ha- was having a nightmare seeing Rodgers get hurt four plays into his Jet career. And listen, uh, if Zach Wilson, assuming he continues to be the starter, can just be a good game manager and defense does its job, running back do their job, and they can just find a way to just get 24 points a game and ha- hold the opponent to no more than 18, I can easily see 11 or 12 games last year. Because remember, last year they lost a lot of close games. And remember, the offense never clicked after Brees all went down. So now we, you've got a, a good duo for running backs, a very legit defense. That's, we're just asking for Wilson to just be a good game manager and not make stupid mistakes. And I think this team, you know, can win 11, 12 games, possibly win the division. But, you know, it's a week-to-week thing now given this quarterback situation. You're absolutely right, Alex. Thanks for the phone call. I'm going to be that guy that's going to be overreaction after week one, Gordon. I think this is Miami's division to win. After what I saw this Sunday, if Tua stays healthy, I think this is Miami's division to win. Yeah, I think so. If he can stay healthy, that you have a good shot. But what what, let me ask you this: What do you think the odds are that he stays healthy for all 17 games, all 18 weeks? Um, not good, not good. But 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 you know, here's the thing: if he's not that you can choose when he gets hurt, but Gordon, if he gets off to a great start, you can coast. You can try. You could stick somebody in for a couple of weeks. Yeah. I mean, the way that team, the way you guys performed, that was a that was a really good game against the Chargers. It was a, it was a great performance. It was oh, probably his best game as a pro. He oh. was absolutely unbelievable. And you know, I've said this before. To me, taking quarterback out of the the the, the conversation, the position out of the the conversation, how anybody could be better at their job than Tyreek Hill? I, I don't see how it's possible. And, you know, we talk about great receivers of all time, mm-hmm. and generally it's Jerry Rice. Yes. Or if it's not Jerry Rice, it's Randy Moss. Mm-hmm. I, I think at this rate, Tyreek Hill is going to be in that conversation. Yeah. Like the greatest receivers of all. I mean, the guy is unstoppable. The Chargers, all they had to do was stop him, yeah. and they couldn't do it. His speed is unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And every time you see him catch a pass, you think, all right, well, uh, he's going to get five years. Like, if you just watch a play and freeze it when he catches the ball and, and make an estimate of what you think he's going to get in terms of yardage, it will always be more than what you, he'll mm-hmm. end up getting more than you think. Yep. And uh, the Chargers, which was a big game for them, too, to open the season yeah, after the way the last year went, they allowed one guy to wreck their game, and it was Tyreek yeah. Hill. Yep, yep. Uh I don't think that even even under that situation you're talking about, my friend, I don't think that the Jets win 11-12 games. I, I don't see that. Because what happens is, as you go further and further against the really good teams, Gordon, they're going to make plays to keep that defense on the field. And so, you know, you start getting a couple of games, like six, seven games down the road, Gordon, and you're, you know – 50 plays, 60 plays, 70. I mean, even in the overtime game, they had, what, 60-plus plays last night. Okay, week one, they had 60 plays in the overtime. If the Jets end up winning 13 games, I know it's only up for head coaches, but Nathaniel Hackett should be the NFL coach of the year. Yeah. 
if he's able to get that type of performance out of Zach Wilson where he's good enough to be the quarterback on a 13-win team. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe it isn't Zach Wilson. <laughs> We're going to find out right away. I mean, you couldn't have a greater gauntlet of games here than they got. You get the Cowboys in their pass rush. You get Bill Belichick, who's just licking his chops right now. And then you get the Chiefs. I mean, and and you know what? They could have won that game. New England could have won that game. Oh, absolutely they could have won won that game. game. And Mac Jones Jones all of a sudden looks a whole lot better, too. Mac Jones didn't look that bad this week. No, he did not. It's amazing what coaching can do. Yeah, it's amazing. You mean why? He shouldn't have had the, the former special teams coach and defensive coordinator <laughs> calling plays? Yeah, him and Matt Patricia last year. Hard to believe he struggled. Yeah, Maybe yeah, they really. could bring in Urban Meyer and just make it like a treat, <laughs> the, the, the three amigos. More of your calls next. And the algorithm. What oh, is the new yes. numbers for the Jets? Oh, my God. I'm afraid to find out. That's next on 98.7 ESPN. The fighting Joe Judges. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Okay, I know you've been waiting for it here on ESPN New York Tonight. The updated algorithm. Now remember, when Aaron Rodgers was here, Mm -hmm. ready to play, Yes, we fed the information into the algorithm, Mm -hmm. and it said the Jets would be 15-2. and Yes. 15 and 2. And I had some people reach out to me and say, hey, how, how about your algorithm now, hotshot? Mm. Look, the algorithm, we said this at the time, it can't predict injuries, Larry. Exactly. It's, only, it's only an algorithm. Don't be, don't be silly. But I feel like based on what, it's only one game. Right. If you put Aaron Rodgers, a healthy Aaron Rodgers on this team with the defense that you saw last night. Mm-hmm. Brees Hall back looks like he's 100%. If he's not 100%, oh, my gosh, he's going to be even better than that. <laughs> Garrett Wilson making the catches. Lazard fit right in right away. Mm-hmm. If you put a healthy Aaron Rodgers on this team, I think what you clearly have was a team that would compete against the best in the AFC. Now, again, it's only one week, right. but I feel like the algorithm, the original prediction, which now goes down in flames because of the yes. quarterback's injury, uh, I feel like it did get vindicated slightly. I agree. Based on only one game. So I, I ran the numbers again today now, Larry. Mm-hmm. Rodgers out. Right. I'm going with Zach Wilson in. Now, I don't know that that's the plan for the entire season. No, it's not. But go ahead. <laughs> but I also put in the inputs of, of the game, some specific stats from, from the Monday night game, defensive-wise, right. special mm-hmm. teams-wise, offense. 97 it's almost 10 wins. 9.7 wins, Larry. Now, the, the problem with that is the over-under going into the season was 9.5. So that's not right. going to – could go – it could be 8. Could be 9. Could be 10. If you're right. rounding up, it would be 10. 9.7 mm-hmm. wins. That's and – and if you ask Jet fans right now, I give you 9.7 wins for the season. They'll take it right now. I think you'd take that. Now, I don't know that that gets you in the playoffs. It might be right. – just on the outside looking in. Mm-hmm. But I don't look at this team as now a team that will win five, six games. They should they should be winning at the very least seven wins, right? Yeah, they should be as good as they should reach what they did last year. And I know everybody will focus on the schedule coming up because it, it, it is a gauntlet, right? It Cowboys, Patriots, Chiefs, yes. and then Broncos, Eagles. Yes. 
But you have the Giants. You have the Raiders. They look terrible. The Falcons, I don't think, are going to be very good. The Texans, I know, are not going to be very good. The Commanders almost lost to Arizona, Larry. Yeah, I know. And you play the Dolphins twice. Chances are Tua misses at least one of those games. So, And you won a game. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I would say, based on what I saw from Russell Wilson Sunday, I think you have a good shot against Denver. Oh, absolutely. With your defense. I don't think that they've fixed anything yet. No, it doesn't look like it. <laughs> but it is week one. We get it. It is week one. Overreaction week. Yeah. So 9.7. Huh. Okay. I think Jeff fans would sign for that. Still, I think uh, uh, if you polled people what they think the Jet win total will be now, I think that that would be on the higher end, much like the, the 15 and 2 admittedly, yes. was on the higher end. Yeah. So, in other words, let's put it this way for Jet fans. At that rate, if the algorithm is correct, that means there'll be meaningful games in, in December that you'll be watching. Absolutely. Now, you might be making up ground in this. Remember in 99, I think they started 1-6 in six or 1-7. in seven. They started the first half, they were dreadful, the mm-hmm. Jets, when they right. lose Vinny. Right. And then as the season went, I think the second half of the season, they went the opposite. They were like yeah. one and six, and then they went six and one or something like right. that to end yeah. that season. I know they beat the Dolphins late in the year. Of course they did. Um, so it could be that type of thing again, where it feels like they're out of it after, say, six weeks, mm-hmm. but then things start to come together. Yeah. Well, it's going to be interesting. We'll see. We'll see. The uh, Jets, for yeah. a team that has not made the playoffs in forever, they are always interesting. Yeah. Yeah, because of what they do or they don't do. Or even when they try to do it on paper, it, this should have worked. You know, I was having this conversation with Joe during the break, Gordon. And, you know, even though you see what happened now, you know, he asked me would I still have made the trade. I would still make the yeah, trade, Yeah, I Gordon. think you still would have made the trade. Yeah, Because my job is I, went, I got the best quarterback that was available. Mm-hmm. Here's my mistake. I needed to get the best offensive line that was available, and I did not do that. But yeah. the quarterback was the right move, and the effect that he's had on the team, Gordon. I think we'll continue to see that, even when he, even though he's not playing, we'll still see the effect he's had on this team, even while he's injured. Yeah, well, you hope so, right? I yeah. mean, that, that's what the whole message of, of training camp was, of the impact he was having on Becton and, and Wilson and these guys, and hopefully he's around the team and, and can have an impact on Wilson, and that would go a long way to kind of fixing some stuff. Yeah, it would. It would. Uh, back to the phones we go. John's in Jersey. What's up, John? Hey, what's up? No, I just wanted to talk about, you know, Zach Wilson. Last year, the Jets, they still have a great team on offense and on defense. Their skill players are great, uh, and their defense keeps them in games. They're able to run the ball. Uh, the only thing that I worry about Zach Wilson, I think that he is able to manage the game, but it's always that running around, running 20 yards backwards, and you know, I've never seen a quarterback so worried to stay in the pocket. I mean, do you think it's even possible that he can learn to to move up, to feel a little bit more comfortable and make those decisions that, you know, at the end of the game when they're they they're able to actually stay in the game and get them over and actually win the games rather than last year when they lost all those close games? Yeah, that's gonna be the that's gonna be the question, John. Thanks for the phone call. Can he can he make the adjustment and not panic, Gordon, when people are around him? And listen, it's not easy. I get it. It's not easy. But at this point in year three, we should start to see that is not as frequent as it's been in the past. And so that's what they have to keep working with him in practice is people around him all the time. What does he do? Does he, does he roll out? Can he step up? 
Okay, can he roll? He always rolls backwards. Can he roll at an angle where he's moving upwards, moving towards, you know, positive yardage? Can he throw the ball out of bounds? I mean, there's just so many other options that he could have that he just doesn't doesn't do. And, you know, at this point in time, Gordon, you, you should see that he's at least striving to do that more than not. You would like to see progress. It doesn't feel like there's been a whole lot of progress in those areas. No, no. And I mean, but see, once again, I go back to that drive, that late drive last night. Gordon, that was a really good drive. You know, hit, hits Lazard, p- pushes the fourth down on fourth and one. They go for it, which I was surprised. He went for it. I thought he was going to kick the field goal. Goes for it on fourth down, you know, um, kicked the field goal then, but he moved down, finally kicked the, kicked the field goal that gave them the lead for a minute. Uh, the, the, the tying touchdown that he got him. You know, with, with the pass to Gary Wilson and the unbelievable pass, but also during that drive, you saw him catch with Lazard. So that's what you need to see. And look, he he looked more confident on that drive. But once again, Gordon, I need to see more of it. I can't just see every once in a while. You know, you've got a defense that's out there forever trying to, you know, make sure that they are holding you close to these games. And you got to be able to move the football so you can give them a break and they can get rested. I know they have a lot of rotation on the front seven of the front, the front on the D line, but not so much in the linebackers and not so much in the secondary. Yeah, they they need to have him just don't blow the game, just yeah. don't screw it up because the defense is going to keep us in every game. You would think, and our running game is excellent, and we have some receivers, so it's just not about turning the ball over or having those destructive plays. I was reading uh, about the impact that sacks have on a drive and how mm-hmm. they're just so damaging. And like Justin Fields, how many sacks he takes, it just kills drives. And it feels like Wilson does the same thing. He's running mm-hmm. around and you're, you're screaming at the TV, throw the ball away, and he still doesn't really do it. So uh, it's, those, it's those kind of plays that just derail drives, turnovers and sacks. If he could just eliminate that and not even really – improve all that much but just manage what the situation calls for in that moment to not blow it the jets would be i I think that they would sign for that with zach wilson in other words don't be a hero don't be a hero that's what you're saying don't be winning oh i can make this play wait i can hold it he's almost open it's just if i just had another second more no throw it away (laughs) you got no time throw it away and come back Okay, we'll run that play differently next time. Okay, let's look for let's run that play again, but throw it away this time because what happens is either you turn it over or you're losing yardage. So now third and four becomes third and fourteen, and that's mm-hmm. a totally different play call. Totally different play call. Yes, and 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 the third and fourteen relies more on the quarterback making a throw, and we don't want to be in that situation. We no, want no, to be no, able no. to rely on the running game. And you sprinkle in a throw here or there. We got tight ends. We got we got we got some talent there that you can yeah. you can do a couple of things. But yes, we're winning with you, but not because of you. And if you run, run like you did in the preseason, where you got yardage positively, went down the field, what 10, 15 yards or something like that. That run that way. Don't run backwards. Run forwards, please. When we return, we'll continue our conversation here on ninety-eight seven ESPN. Well, how about your algorithm now, Hot Shot? 